The Sixers get it done yet again here in Game 3, this time in a wild environment on the road in Brooklyn. We'll break all of it down, but at the end of the day, the inevitable series win is coming. Perfect. What is going on, everybody? RB here. Welcome into Philly Take with RB. Like always, hit the like button if you enjoy this content. Be sure to subscribe and hit that bell down below. That way you don't miss any of the coverage. We literally just got done the live stream. Had a ton of people in there. YouTube and Playback TV were live every single game. And we were breaking down the big moments. We were reacting to the big Tyrese Maxey shot, to the Embiid block, all of it. So be sure to come out next game on Saturday at 1 p.m. And hopefully that'll be the last one for the Sixers to wrap this series up and get some rest for the second round. But nonetheless, I want to say that this was the game for the Nets to win. You thought that last game, the Sixers played bad. You thought last game, the Sixers gave them a chance to win. That was their best shot. No, the Nets should have won this game. The Sixers did not play well. The Nets should have won, but they still didn't. The Sixers, who have been a great fourth quarter team this year, came out, muscled through again without James Harden, and they get it done It shows the strength of the Sixers, and it shows, honestly, what I've been saying all along of how bad of a team the Brooklyn Nets are. So we'll break it down. There's some things I specifically want to hit on because I could go on for hours. This was a wild, wild game. One of the craziest of the playoffs so far, but we will dive into it. Before we do so, though, shout out to our sponsor of today's video, Aura. Aura is an easy-to-use app that includes everything you need to stay safe online by protecting you from scammers and hackers on the internet. They fight back against all those annoying websites that try to make your personal info public, and they alert you if any of your private info is found. They're the leading provider in digital and safety and fraud protection. For example, when I purchased my last vehicle, or even a couple weeks ago, I had somebody trying to hack into one of my credit cards, and what did Aura do? They stepped in and helped me out. They alerted me. They you know, gave me real-time updates, and they were able to block that person from accessing my info. All of these are issues that Aura aims to prevent. They even give you real-time alerts on suspicious credit inquiries, and they go ahead and uh, also give you a VPN where you can scroll online anonymously at your leisure. They even have a password manager, so you can store all your credentials in one spot. They are taking this thing to the next level, and if you want to take the next step in protecting your online safety, go down to the description right now, sign up for Aura, click the link, and get two free weeks of all of their services, aura.com slash Philly take. Click the link down in the description. All right, let's get into this game because where do we start? Oh, let's start with the guy who is now complaining once again. Hello, Jock Vaughn. Here's what he had to say after the game on the Joel Embiid kick. Quote, for a guy to intentionally kick someone in an area that none of us want to be kicked at or towards, and for him to continue to play the game, I've never seen that before in a game. Well. You know what I've never seen before in a series, Jock Vaughn? I've never seen a guy complain about traveling calls in game one and then complain about foul calls in game two. And then before game three, you go out and say this about your team rebounding the basketball. Quote, you got to hit somebody. If you want to win, you'll hit somebody. And you saw what the Nets game plan was. They came out. They were scrappy. They were not going to be down to the ground. They were trying to get in his head. And I get it. I understand because I know. The Nets are not a good team. They're not good. They're not good at all, really. They have a nice young core, but they're nothing compared to the Sixers. And this is their final hoorah. This was their final shot, and they blew it once again. But 
You should not play dirty. You should not revert to that. Now, in terms of the Joel Embiid call, I will admit, and I said this right on the live stream, I thought Embiid was going to be ejected. And honestly, I was starting to think he was going to be suspended as well, really because of the repercussions that have been given out. For example, in the Draymond Green situation, uh, I, you know, I thought Embiid was going to be ejected, and, and maybe he should have been. But at the end of the day, it was actually Nick Claxton who got ejected later in the game, and James Harden got ejected. They made up for that call because James Harden should not have been ejected. And he gets ejected, and they make up for the Embiid call, and the Sixers didn't have their point guard, their facilitator, in the fourth quarter, and the Nets still blew it. So you know what, Jock? I've gone from really liking you as a coach, thinking you've done a good job, to despising you in the span of three games. And how about you go out there for once and say, our team didn't play well enough. We got whooped. We choked in the fourth quarter. Why don't you say that? Well, let's talk about the refs. So this just goes to a higher issue, and it shows the inconsistency that exists in NBA officiating nowadays. This is what they put out after the game. On a beads kick, quote, the contact was deemed unnecessary and based on the point of contact to the leg, it didn't rise to the level of excessive. And then on Harden's foul and ejection, based on the point of contact directly to the groin, it rose to the level of excessive and ejection. That makes absolutely no sense. I'm pretty sure they got hit in the same spot and Joel actually flailed a kick. I'm glad that Joel taught these guys a lesson, but yeah, he probably should have been kicked out for his antics and he didn't play well. And yes, Joel has to control his emotions better, but it was obvious a makeup call. Harden didn't even think he should have been ejected. Here's what Harden had to say post game on his ejection. Let's listen to it. Hit him in the, I don't get an explanation, but that, that's unacceptable. Did you even do you even think it was a possibility when they went? No, I didn't even think it was a foul on me. You know what I mean? Somebody dripped on me. Natural reaction is just use your off arm and get him off a little bit, and that was it. You know what I mean? It wasn't like no wind up elbow, none of that. I didn't hit him in the private area, none of that. So that's just that can't happen. So James Harden says it, it is unacceptable for them to make that call. I agree 100. percent He's probably going to get a fine for this, but you know what's unacceptable? letting them off the hook after making a call like that. It didn't make any sense. And hopefully it's something that'll be fixed. Hopefully they don't take away the whistles even more. It's weird because it, it felt like Embiid and Harden got a better whistle in Brooklyn than they did in Philadelphia. But in terms of Joel Embiid, he stayed in the game. And yes, he, again, could not touch, touch the ball offensively, but he impacted the game in other areas. He continued to trust his teammates and defer, and it helped out big time even though he did make some bad decisions. But here's what Joel said post-game. Quote, I'm too mature to put myself in a position where I'm going to be ejected. He says the Nets game plan was to hit him and frustrate him and get him ejected. He says he is too valuable to let that happen. He doesn't remember the Nick Claxon altercation as a joke. And you know what, man? I agree with Joel, and I think he needs to do a better job. I'm just being honest. He did not do a good job tonight. He let his emotions get to him. He was getting knocked down. I get it. It's frustrating, and they kind of let it brew a little bit. But, Joel, nobody is worried about the Brooklyn Nets. We are uh, strictly focused on Boston, Milwaukee, and if those teams do the same thing, you know they're going to do this to another level. Now they have some game film and, and some tape of this. You have to keep your emotions in check. Like you said, you are way too valuable. You're way too mature. You are past that point. Right, Nobody is worried about the Nets. You can do that in this series and get away with it. You do that in the second series. You do that and start off slow or come out in the second half and let the other team go on a 14-0 run. You may not be looking back. So Joel Embiid needs to pick it up.
I didn't like that. But he came through at the end of the game. And you want to talk about an MVP. Watch this damn play. Tyrese Maxey hit a huge three. The Nets go in. Get that out of here. Hey, Claxton, you still flexing from the locker room? You still flexing? Flex on that. You want to wake up the beast? Well, there you go. Joel Embiid stayed in this game, and although he had a pretty poor game, he made one of the biggest plays, not only of this game, but of the playoffs. That's what MVPs do. He rose to the occasion. He was frustrated all night, but he makes plays like that. And that is how valuable he is. As Magic Johnson says here, with his game-winning block shot, Joel Embiid showed why he is the MVP of the NBA. He could beat you on both ends of the court, unlike any other center in the league. The real MVP tonight was Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey had 25 points and five threes. He now has the most games with five three-pointers in Sixers playoff history with five. J.J. Redick, four. Seth Curry, four. Tyrese Maxey is a budding star. I say it over and over. He just needs more volume of touches. When James Harden got ejected in this game, I thought it was done. I thought the Nets were going to steal one. But Maxey comes through, and Joel still could not touch the ball. Now, this is a completely different issue that we need to address going forward. The Sixers are getting away from their bread and butter. They're getting away from the pick and roll, the two-man game. I don't get why. Joel, I, you know, I like him at that elbow range, you know, in some sets, but they did the same set every time. They weren't getting comfortable. They were being lazy, turning the ball over after a great start, and nobody was being aggressive. You had Joel Embiid bringing the ball up the floor. I don't get it. You have a point guard or a shooting guard, an off-ball guard right here in Tyrese Maxey. And when James Harden isn't being as aggressive, Maxey can be that guy. And you saw that late in this game. He stepped up. He took over. That step-back three was beautiful. He won this game. That's the magnificence of Tyrese Maxey. He can be one of those guys. You just got to let him do it. You got to let him do it. He can rise to that massive scale. And Maxi came through in this game, second game in a row, and uh, he's just been playing out of his mind. He's been playing out of his mind. I want to give one more shout-out to P.J. Tucker. Doc Rivers add to the game says, quote, P.J. Tucker won the game for us. And P.J. Tucker comments, he says, quote, I told Joel before we started the playoffs, these are the type of games that you want to remember if you get to where you want to be. And that is a fact. Are the P.J. haters still out there? Are they still complaining like they did all year? I told you. Playoff PJ. The guy comes through. This is what they brought him here for. And these type of quotes, this is what was lacking and missing from the Sixers. PJ Tucker, eight rebounds, four assists. He had a big play late in this game. He goes in, runs in, and grabs an offensive board. Sixers end up hitting a three. Joel Embiid makes that unbelievable block, but it was a five-point swing just like that because of P.J. Tucker and his hustle. He got in. He got scrappy. He tipped it back out to the perimeter. Then Tobias hit a corner three. Tobias, by the way, 15 points. Still contributing. Still doing his thing. Seven rebounds. That's all you can ask for. But that five-point swing started with P.J. Tucker tipping it back out to the corner because of his hustle. And that is his impact. That is what he does. The Sixers had, once again, impact from their bench. More than they've had in recent years. The bench has been great this entire series. Can they keep it up, though, in the rest of the playoffs? That'll be a question. De'Anthony Melton, 13 points tonight. And he had a big steal late, which I thought was huge. At the end of the day, 
Harden, 8 for 15. He didn't play his best game. Still at 21 points, though. Joel Embiid, 5 for 13, 14 points. Really couldn't touch the ball. Got aggravated, and he was frustrated. He has to do a better job. But even with all those things happening, you still won this game. It won't be the same case moving forward. Joel, James, they got to get this offense down. And the one thing I'm still concerned about mostly is, will they be healthy? Because Joel Embiid got banged up multiple times in this game. The Nets were honestly trying to rough him up. You saw it multiple times. He was getting thrown down. Then he goes into the basket post that one time on a freak you know, accident. He gets up limping. He's limping around all night. I don't know how comfortable I feel about the health of Joel Embiid. And James Harden was the same thing. Now, I, you know, Embiid always gets back up. He always seems fine. But James Harden, at one point, he was grimacing with that leg. And then he was kind of moving around. Then he had a really good second quarter. And, you know, he seemed to be fine. But then, you know, as the game went on, these guys just didn't seem to get comfortable. Maybe it was the Brooklyn Nets who were trying to rough him up, push him beyond the perimeter. But that's another thing. Like I said, Joel needs to get down in the block. That'll prevent some of these injuries, some of these freak, you know, movements. And, you know, he can get fouled more. He can go to the line and not have to put as much wear and tear on his body throughout an entire game. This was a terrible game from the Sixers for the most part. They still got the win because Brooklyn is bad. But going forward, you have to correct some of these mistakes. I think the biggest thing, though, is that the Sixers role players are doing their thing right now. P.J. Tucker, Tobias Harris, DeAnthony Melton, Paul Reed, those guys are stepping up. And if the starting unit can come together and play the way we know they can, if Harden and Embiid can step up, stay 100% healthy and do their thing, this team can be tough to beat. James Harden needs to be better. I hope he is healthy. And Joel Embiid needs to keep his emotions in check. But coming Saturday, they should finish this team off, sweep them, and get ready for the tough road ahead. You got to get through this one, and you have to stay 100% healthy. The Nets know their backs are against the wall. This was their best shot. They blew it. And now you just got to get out of here healthy and with a win. But those are my thoughts for this game. Uh, really just a wild environment, wild atmosphere. I mean, for the Sixers to be able to push through this one and still get it done, even with Harden not playing the fourth quarter, that speaks volumes about this team and Maxi as a leader and a riser in this offense. Uh, so we'll see how the next one plays out. But give me all your thoughts down below in the comment section. What was your main takeaway from this game? Give me your thoughts down below. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And with that being said, I will catch you all on the next one. Peace.